0: When Conor McGregor steps into the Octagon on Saturday night to take on Dustin Poirier in their trilogy bout, he will be in search of his first lightweight win since November 2016, when he defeated Eddie Alvarez to claim the divisional gold. Since that fateful night at Madison Square Garden, McGregor has fought an MMA competition three times, claiming just one victory over Donald Cerrone at welterweight. And although bookmakers saw him as the favourite heading into his second meeting with Poirier, the American's second round knockout of the Irishman has the masses doubting him more than ever. Questions about McGregor's relevancy blossomed since the January showdown. Although he transcended the sport into the broader cultural consciousness more than any of his peers to date, another defeat will undoubtedly sprout more conversation about his ability or lack thereof. We've seen fellow icons of the sport like Chuck Liddell and BJ Penn outstay their welcomes to the point that they have tarnished their legacies. McGregor is not in the same orbit as the two aforementioned former champions in terms of tarnishing his legacy, but with so much success inside and outside of the Octagon, it does force you to ponder what is motivating the Notorious at this stage of his career. This is Peter Carroll for MMA on Point, and I'd like to give a big shout out to Venom, the official partners of MMA on Point. You can use the code MMAonpoint at checkout on Venom.com to scoop up 10% off every and all Venom gear, including clothing, equipment and UFC fight gear, all at the click of a button. Join us this weekend for a live fight companion with UFC fighter Paddy Pimblett, the fighting pride of Liverpool, and actor extraordinaire Blake Harrison for UFC 264, and we'll be doing an official Venom giveaway on the night. More about that later, but for now, having covered Conor McGregor's career more than anyone in the MMA media landscape, I'd like to give you my thoughts on why I believe Conor McGregor is still fighting. mcgregor exploded onto the scene with a first round finish over marcus brimage in his ufc debut in april 2013. his infamous 60 g's baby post-fight speech paved the way for his three-piece suit sporting public persona gold watches Three people died making this watch, you know what I mean? Ridiculous cars, you name it, he uses unparalleled superstardom in the sport as a catalyst for several businesses, including his lucrative Proper 12 Whiskey brand, and has generated wealth beyond most fighters' wildest dreams. But to say fighting is simply a catalyst for McGregor's entrepreneurial resume is disingenuous. In fact, before he signed to the UFC, his obsession with the sport rivalled any fighter I've met in over a decade of covering the sport. Around the time of his double title winning run with Cage Warriors, McGregor presented himself like a monk. He had yet to reveal the comedic trash talk that endeared him to the masses. He spoke in a calculated and clinical manner about fighting, almost like an Irish working-class Bruce Lee. No, 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 I take it back. That was dumb. That was dumb. After spending a lot of time working at Icelandic powerhouse Milner, many felt as though his pattern of speech and his in depth focus on technique was the influence of stoic submission specialist Gunnar Nelson. The best example of this can be seen in what I believe to be one of the most interesting interviews he has ever participated in, which was conducted by my former colleagues at Severa MMA ahead of his lightweight title fight with Ivan Bushinger.
1: No matter what, I don't, I don't care what, what, what your style is or whatever, I'm always trying to take something from everyone. Whether you're a day one beginner or whatever you are, you know what I mean? I'm, I, I think like, the day you, the day you stop trying to learn is, is the day you're getting ready to lose, you know what I mean? You, you, you're preparing to lose then. And that's what happens to a lot of people, they get to a stage where they think, okay, I just show up and I just spar and I just run and I just roll. But I'm not trying to learn, you know what I mean? That was a thing I kind of lo- realized over in Iceland, you know, where I'm just showing up and going, help a letter. I was kind of just slowing it down and just really trying to learn everything and pick up off everything. And I feel my game has, uh, has elevated definitely. So I watched the animals fighting and I started watching all that. And the gorillas and the way they're wrestling and, and, you know, the play fighting and the posture is correct and it's. i just trying to take something from. From everything, yeah, definitely.
0: Interestingly, when I interviewed McGregor on the back of his UFC debut for Fighters Only, he seemed to be completely naive to the business side of the sport. I haven't cashed them checks, he told me when I asked about his UFC bonus. I don't know anything about bank accounts. I don't know anything about taxes. So I'll get someone in to help me out before I do anything mad. He also showed no interest in endorsements. I've been offered to wear some t-shirts on my way out for the next fight, but I just want to be bare chested, like Tyson, with my flag over my shoulders, behind the bravado, the endorsements, his philanthropic portfolio and his businesses, the curiosity for the martial arts still appears to be there. He often adds coaches from different disciplines to hone certain elements of his game, like we've recently seen with the addition of Irish Olympian and Crumlin head coach Philip Sutcliffe Sr. Yet, with such a hectic schedule with all of his business interests, you just wonder if the outspoken Irishman can immerse himself in the sport in the same ways he did on those trips to Iceland a decade ago. McGregor immediately calling for a third bout with Poirier after their second meeting harks back to the way in which he demanded a rematch with Nate Diaz following his submission loss to the Stockton icon in their first clash. After his initial loss to Diaz in March 2016, he rematched his rival 5 months later at UFC 202 in August. Comparatively, after losing to Poirier in January, the rematch was set for 6 months later at July's UFC 264. I think it's fair to conclude that McGregor is fighting to right the wrongs of what happened in January. But fans also see this second bout with Poirier as a measuring stick to how similar 2021 McGregor is to 2016 McGregor, who many feel was the best example of the Irishman at the height of his power. This time around, up until fight week, there has been relative media silence from the McGregor camp. We haven't heard the same rhetoric about how obsessed McGregor is with claiming vengeance. Another huge talking point ahead of UFC 202 was how McGregor drastically changed up his camp. It was around this time that he completely overhauled his strength and conditioning into what would become the McGregor Fast Program.
1: So this one, it forced us to look at how we were preparing, forced us to come back together and do what we've been doing from the beginning, of you know, focus solid work. This time we incorporated structure into the game. I feel structure is the true key to success. To reach the true heights, to reach the billions, the amount of stuff that comes along with this life, you've got to have a structured life. You've got to live a life of structure and you can't stray
0: from that. Ahead of UFC 264, McGregor is trying to re-establish himself among the lightweight elite and get back what he lost from the showing against Poirier. Yet, without the same narrative of obsession and overhauling his training, fans are yet to be convinced that he is as hungry as he once was at the peak of his career. When the spotlight shined brightest on him, in the lead-up to his infamous boxing bout with Floyd Mayweather and his grudge match with Habib Nurmagomedov, McGregor gave some of his personal insights on retirement. Having launched Proper 12 in the lead-up to UFC 229, he received ample criticism for turning the pre-fight press conferences into advertising platforms for the brand, which began the conversations about whether McGregor was simply competing to drive interest towards his enterprises. White had underlined his sentiment that the money made from the Mayweather bout could have stifled the Irishman's hunger. But when asked about his drive to fight, he said the following
1: The fans, the love, the energy You can't beat that, truly you can't beat that It's, it's as addictive as this tasty proper who have whiskey But you know what's also a good thing about money? What's also better than money? More fucking money!
0: Before his bank robbery of a bout with Mayweather, during a back and forth with Mayweather Sr., McGregor claimed that greed was Mayweather's only reason for fighting. Mayweather, of course, has probably made more money from fighting than any other living person. But it's interesting to listen to what he said to Mayweather in the aftermath of all of McGregor's financial growth.
1: He's got greedy. And that's it, he's got greedy. He could have been 49 and 0, rode off into the sunset. Trust me, he got greedy here. This is a big, that was a big mistake. You you misadvised him. You should have kept him retired. It's your fault.
0: (laughs) What would have happened if McGregor retired and never came back after the Eddie Alvarez bout? Would he have had the same success with proper 12? Would his legacy in the sport be more celebrated without the mega pay-per-view with Habib Nurmagomedov? We'll never know, but it's hard to argue with his choices when you see his name at the top of the 2021 Forbes list for highest paid athletes, even if they didn't all result in wins. It feels as though McGregor's fighting relevancy is on the line on Saturday night, which is an absurd thing to say when Jake Paul v Ben Askren turned out to be the pay-per-view success that it was. Part of me thinks that millionaire mogul McGregor is somewhat envious of that obsessed kid who was fascinated by watching gorillas play fighting. The same guy that Savera May interviewed in that little known SPG gym on Dublin's Long Mile Road all those years ago. I think he would envy having such a sole focus on his key passion, as opposed to having to juggle several businesses at the same time. In the same breath, There is no denying that McGregor's younger self would have been rubbing his hands together had he been able to see the success he would become. Not only in MMA, but in the business world. But I guess the grass is always greener on the other side. Will a victory restore his legacy in the same way that his decision win over Nate Diaz did? To this day, people will debate about whether Diaz won that fight or not. But McGregor's redeemed winning trajectory propelled him into a stratosphere that MMA athletes had never seen before. The Mayweather and Nurmagomedov bouts elevated McGregor to being the biggest superstar in combat sports. They began his flirtation with the Forbes lists and everything that goes along with it. However, McGregor is still fighting because he is trying to attain something that cannot be measured in pay-per-view boys, or bank balance. You may not believe it, maybe some of his most avid fans don't, but I believe McGregor is still in search of becoming the greatest. He has drifted further away from greatness in the strictest sporting sense ever since that double champ crowning moment in New York. But until it's completely off the cards in his mind, I think we will continue to see him lace up the 4-ounce gloves and step into the octagon. Does that mean it all goes away if he loses to Poirier? Who knows? But for a guy who was once told by his family he would be much better off pursuing a plumbing apprenticeship than trying to become a professional fighter, impossible is something that doesn't even enter his vocabulary. A huge shout out to our homies over at Venom for kidding us out. Again, you can use the code MMAONPOINT to secure 10% off every and all Venom gear. I'm talking about shirts, I'm talking about gloves, I'm talking about official UFC fight gear using our exclusive code MMAONPOINT. So remember, join us this weekend for a live fight companion with UFC fighter Paddy the Baddie Pimblet and actor extraordinaire Blake Harrison for UFC 264 and an official Venom giveaway as always we appreciate the consumption of our wonderful content please like and subscribe we upload three dazzling videos per week to keep you on your toes so please hit us up in the comment section to tell us how you feel you can also join our discord channel the link for which is in the description i really hope you enjoyed the video this week slan august bannacht